0: Hello from ABA Tech Show 2017 in Chicago, Illinois. I'm Lawrence Coletti.
1: I'm Stacey Stern. I'm Nicole Braddock.
0: And I'm Dan Lear. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. I'm sitting here with a very fun panel. We're getting ready to talk about some alternative topics today. And so leading into that, everybody here fancies themselves as an alternative lawyer career. And so we're gonna start with that. There's a session out there called Alternative Uses for Your Law Degree. And I have with me the three speakers of that session here at ABA Tech Show in Chicago. And so I think we'll start with Stacey Stern. Tell us about your alternative career.
2: Well, um, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Currently I'm the president of Justia and we make legal information and resources easy to find online. Prior to that, I co-founded Fine Law, so I've been doing internet, legal resources, and marketing for over 20 years.
0: And Nicole Braddock?
2: So I am a former
1: litigator. I was a civil rights litigator for about eight years. Started my first company six years into practicing. Um, while I was on maternity leave with my second child, and that's not smart, don't do that. Um, and now I own, own a company called Curo Legal. I'm Chief Strategy Officer at Curo Legal, and we build uh, legal technology with a focus on innovating in the legal industry.
0: And who, what is the name of your counterpart at uh, Curo Legal?
1: Chad Burton is my business partner.
0: Dan Lear.
3: Also
1: a former lawyer.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Dan.
3: Uh, I do outreach uh, and technology evangelism for the legal marketplace Avo. Uh, I was a technology transactions lawyer for a number of years and before that I actually worked as a paralegal at Microsoft. Uh, in Microsoft Game Studios, I actually have my name in a few uh, video game credits, yep, impresses my kids. That's pretty cool. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, now I, again, I, I work for Avo and talk to the legal sector about the intersection of technology, legal practice, and what lawyers can and should be
0: doing in the future. Well, this is interesting. Three totally different paths. You know, start off in law school. Like You guys all have something in common. I was a lawyer at one time, so I guess I still am. But I don't practice anymore. So now I'm a producer for Legal Talk Network. You should do this panel.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We should <laughs> yeah, you don't even need
0: us. <laughs> But you know this is really interesting cuz you know I always when I went to law school I, I did think that I was going to use it for other things I and mean, I thought I would practice law but I did think I would get use it for business you know business deals and structuring things and it actually has come in quite handy you know uh, but uh, you guys have gone in totally different directions and so I know the alternative uses for your law degree, I think that'll be useful information for people out there. You know, the the law, the uh, legal profession is changing quite a bit, you know, it's very competitive and the opportunities aren't quite the same as they used to be, but you guys stand as shining examples that you don't have to be a regular practicing lawyer to make that law degree work for you. So I guess my first question is what were some of the alternative uses that you guys talked about at the session?
1: So actually, I'm I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to object to something you just said. What,
0: what did I say that was objectionable? You said
1: that the opportunities aren't quite what they used to be. And I, I think that it, actually there's more opportunity than there ever was. And there's a broader range of opportunity than there ever was with a law degree. Um, I think you know one of the things we talked about in our uh, talk today was that there's some sort of traditional, non-traditional careers. So if you didn't quite like practicing in a private firm, you might go into academia or go to government work or something like that. So it was a very narrow set of like possibilities, but now we've kind of blown that all up, and and the set of, of opportunities is tremendous. And so, uh, so I don't like to disagree with you, Lawrence, because uh, you're so so dear to my heart. But um, but I, I do think like coming out of law school. Yeah, it may be a little bit harder to get a traditional like law firm job, but if you're thinking creatively and doing things a little differently and approaching your career uh, with a bit more creativity, then uh, it's 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 really quite exciting how many opportunities there are.
0: I stand corrected. <laughs> Stacy.
2: Well, there's so many different ways you can use your degree, and you don't even have to uh, practice law. You can do something else. Um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about on the panel was Finding your passion and how important it is to follow what is really interesting to you. Because if you do what's interesting for you, you're going to be better at it. You're going to spend more time. Um, And I I gave an example of my brother-in-law who is an art dealer, who's a very successful art dealer, who was a lawyer before that. And he uses his legal training every day and what he does. So you can do something involved in tech. There's tons of different areas involved in tech with law, but also non-tech. Following your passion is something I recommend.
3: And Dan. Wow. Yeah, I, I really like what you said, Nicole. I think, I think the path is much more diffuse and the opportunities are much less apparent, um, at least immediately apparent but they are much broader. Um, and I think one of the things that came up in our panel that I at least, I, it was one, something Nicole said that I I chimed in on was really being problem solvers. That I think that we have at our fingertips the ability to, to, just as human beings, as people in this economy, to find and solve problems in a really compelling and amazing way and in ways I don't think that maybe even folks 20 or 30 years ago had. And so, um, while, while the traditional legal career path of like, I get hired by a firm right out of law school, I stay there for exactly seven years and then they make me a partner. And like, then I play golf for half the time for the rest of my life. Like that world is definitely gone, but the opportunity to find problems, to solve problems, to make a difference in the world, uh, if you are creative, if you are entrepreneurial, uh, are those kinds of opportunities are more abundant than ever.
0: That's a nice segue to the, the next question I was going to ask. You know, one of the things that law school taught me how, to do is work really hard. You know, and you have to consolidate a impossible amount of material and you have to show display that you understand, you know, the requisite requirement there, you know, to your professor on one exam. A lot of pressure and it's a lot of work. And so for me it made me better at those kind of tasks. It made me better at learning, maybe better at understanding things. And also I think this is one real important to me critically think You know that was something, and I think that's something in this world today. I think we see far too little of as people critically thinking. But that gave me that ability to look at this, you know, both sides of a problem to try to come up with a better answer. But the lead into the question was, Dan, you kind of you kind of started with this was, what are some of the skill sets that people coming out of law school have that lend very well to these alternative careers that you guys were discussing today?
3: I again, I'm going to be like Nicole and object to the question. I get, re- uh, I, I get object to
1: your question as well. Uh, I yeah. get, re-
3: I get a bit cynical about <laughs> legal training these days. Um, so I'll try to be, I'll try to paint it in its best light. Uh, uh, well, okay. So one thing I will say about lawyers, and one thing that I frequently sort of hit on when I talk to groups of lawyers is, I do, I fundamentally believe that most people go into law. Um, most people go into law in order to uh, to make a difference and to help people. And I actually distinguish that from a wide variety of other professions that uh, uh, people choose, right? And so I absolutely think that one of the skills is understanding that the legal system is important and understanding how it plays a role in our society. Uh, that's a really valuable skill. I think, um, I think you're right too, the ability to, to not be quite so... Um, To be more thoughtful and to think about different angles of a problem. Unfortunately, I think too often that that ends up with analysis paralysis. Uh, And I think in our world today, we need more, particularly in the legal sector, we need more doing and less analysis. Um, But I do think that lawyers can be very strategically smart about problems and think about problems in different ways that people certainly don't. And legal training absolutely prepares you for that. You also end up being a pretty good writer. And th- I would definitely agree that that's in short supply and high demand in our, in our uh, economy and, and obviously public speaking too.
0: So Dan thinks I'm wrong. Now I want to hear what Nicole <laughs> thinks I'm wrong.
1: Oh no! I objected to the premise of your question, which is uh, I think I believe your. So qu- now
0: I'm wrong and objectionable.
1: <laughs> which I believe was: What skills do lawyers learn in law school that help them uh, help them to to chart these new courses? And, I, and I, I I'm afraid we don't offer a lot of skills in law school right now to allow you to chart an alternative course to the norm. Um, we actually had a great question from the audience during our talk. Uh, somebody who's in academia uh, who was asking, you know, what can they do? to better train and to to launch students who are a bit more agile in their thinking and and have a bit uh, more flexibility and and can approach these alternative careers. And and so we had a good back and forth about that. And I think the consensus of the panel uh, was that they need to be exposed to people who aren't, aren't just practicing law. And that's like exposure I never had in law school. I didn't ever meet anybody who was doing anything other than like, here's a guy who writes contracts he's going to come in and talk to you about writing contracts like there's just there's so much out there and i think kids kids I call calling kids they were all older than me uh students need uh exposure to that but i, I think stacy actually had a really good answer to the to the question about skill sets for
2: for alternative careers well in terms of training that we get in law school i think the research learning how to do good research is really important now because with the internet You can research so much. Dan was making this point online. You can just find anything. You can educate yourself. You can go on Linda or some of the YouTube and learn a lot of information if you want to pursue an alternative degree. One of the things that I think is really important, that's been important for me in an alternative career is sales skills and learning how to do sales uh, because that helps support our business. you, you need to have money coming in to have uh, an entrepreneurial business. So um, sales skills and listening skills are very, very important.
0: All right. Two last questions. So we talked about this a little bit, and I want to I wanna hit it again one more time. So passion. So I, I have learned this lesson painfully in my life, how important passion is to uh, to what you do and being good at it. And, that, and Stacey started talking about it earlier, but I kind of want to go around the table and hear from each of you because you've chosen such different career paths. How important is passion in what you do today?
2: I think it's critical. I mean, I work tons of hours, and if, if I didn't have passion for... Making lef- legal information and resources easy to find online. I wouldn't be it wouldn't be sustainable. it's it's really important. It's absolutely critical. I read about this the the concept of passion in your career in this book called "A Monk and a Riddle: The Monk and the Riddle," by Randy Commissar, who is a former lawyer who became a VC. And it's a parable, and it's a great parable that I think anybody thinking about a, an alternative career should read. It's only you know, it's you read it in one sitting. but, I think it's absolutely essential, and it makes your life, your quality of life, so much higher.
0: Nicole, is uh, Stacy wrong or objectionable?
2: <laughs> no, she's wonderful.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm only objecting to you today, apparently. <laughs> um, for me, uh, actually, the, the, the issue of passion is an interesting one because I, I would not be doing what I'm doing if I weren't passionate for it. That being said, I went into the practice of law because I was passionate about doing civil rights work, and indeed, I became a civil rights attorney but passion wasn't enough to carry the day for me because I also didn't. Uh, it also uh, the actual practice of law did not mesh well with my strengths and my personality, and and so I found a new course where uh, a new course that that required passion plus. So I found passion, but something that really meshed well with my skill set. So I think passion is critical, but I don't think it's sufficient. Um, you know, I, I found the practice of law and and doing the actual civil rights work and being on the ground, there's a lot that was really rewarding, but there was a lot that just really didn't work for me and who I am.
0: And Dan, what gives us this passion? I think their answers were awesome.
3: I'm going to take just a little bit of a different tack and say, I think that it's also key to find passion in the actual skill that you're exercising. Um, I think there are so many things that in a sophisticated economy like the one that we live in that you can spend your time doing, right? You can whittle, you can play the guitar, you can, I mean, there's so many different, even in the, in the business world, there's so many different, you know, you spend a lot of time in spreadsheets, you can write code, you can, and, and I, I think at least one question that I didn't ask myself often enough. And, and I think deeply enough was like, what, what literally do I want to spend my time doing? What thing feels good to me? What thing do I do that people respond to? Um, because I think there you like, while it's, it's important to have passion for the subject matter with which both of these ladies have, have reflected on. Um, I think it's also important to have passion for that part of yourself that you're developing. um, and that, that set that you're honing. Um, because that was one of the challenges with me with, with being a lawyer is like the actual exercise of like negotiating a contract or even reviewing a contract was like, it was painful to me. I was going to bring this up in the panel, actually, like, I felt like I had to do the work twice. I had to get myself excited to do it, and then I actually went ahead and did it. Um, whereas today, the work that I do, sure, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I gotta like gut my way through it. But I, but I'm always eager to do it. I always have ideas about it. I'm always, and I even find, and I think we all find this, when I'm doing that thing that I do well. Um, I, like, there's a way that I excel at it that other people don't. Um, and it just comes naturally. Like I just, I want to do that. I want to dig in. I want to, I want to learn. Um, and I express myself in that way. And so I think, I think passion, not only for the topically is important or for the, the domain that you're working in, but also in the skill set that you're honing as you work.
0: All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up with this question. So if our listeners out there want to contact you, talk a little bit more about this, how can they find you? Let's start back with Stacey.
2: Uh, you can find me on our website, justia.com, www.justia.com.
0: I'm not sure if our listeners should go out and find Nicole, but uh,
2: <laughs> they they
0: absolutely should. Lauren's, if they want to meet a fabulous person,
3: uh, they like, should. I feel
1: like, Lawrence, we're going to have to do some relationship healing after this. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> we might have to, to ha- have to hug it out a uh, little bit. We're going to have to hug it out. Yeah, so you can find my uh, company's website is curolegal.com. You can... Find me there, and I'm also on Twitter at Nicole Braddock.
0: But well, she's fun to follow, actually. <laughs> so, all right, it's good follow. Yeah. Hashtag good follow.
3: <laughs> all right, how about you, Dan? Uh, you can. Uh, I, I tell people all the time they can email me. They never do, so I don't know what that's saying. But email me at dlear d l e a r at avo, avvo avvocom or find me on my social media drug of choice Twitter at Right Brain Law.
0: Excellent. Well, we've reached the end of the road for this episode, but I want to thank our guests for joining us and our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you've heard today, please find us, subscribe, and rate us on iTunes. Well, that's it. This is another edition of On the Road, Legal Talk Network. All right. Good job, guys. Thank you. What's that? Do you need a hug? I know. (laughs) (laughs) If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit legaltalknetwork.com.